This is Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. This is your chance to get the inside scoop on Villanova Basketball. Talking Villanova Basketball is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. And by Granite Run Buick GMC. Visit us online at graniterun.com. Now, let's talk Villanova Basketball. And welcome to the Talking Villanova podcast with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. And Coach, I'll turn it over to you to welcome our special guest. Yeah, we have fun on these podcasts, but we have one of my favorite guys of all time in the sport of basketball for all kinds of reasons. We're going to talk about it. But number one, everybody knows him because he starts out every game by saying, Villanova goes man-to-man. Let's welcome Bill Raftery. Thank you very much, Jay. How are you, Chris? I make it up usually in a combination zone, but <laughs> you know. I, what do you, what do you say? I know. What do you say if they start zone? You, I know you have a well, Bayheim, who's one of the most That's charming right. individuals in the world, as you well know. <laughs> he warms up a room by leaving the whole. <laughs> but uh, the Heimer, obviously, the two-three zone. Yeah. So you know the years of doing it. First, the reason I. Did I had no idea I was doing that because to get out of Sean McDonough's way or any play-by-play guy, so the game is so I go, man, man. And I never thought anything of it. And, I, you know, you start traveling, you go to the airport, and I hear these people go, man, man. Like, what the hell is, what's, what's wrong with those people? I had no idea I had shortened it. So then getting into the Bayheim thing. Can I, can I, with the, I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to just tell you how much respect I have for you, how much I listen to it. I know what you say. Can I say it? Yeah. You say, and Syracuse opens up, Zone with man to man principles. Right. <laughs> Two three zone with man to man principles. Exactly. I just want you to know how much I listen. I got all your lines. Oh, you really man. need I help. Love them. Was well, that when you were at Rochester? You listened because I, I, I was doing it then. Yeah, you were, man. I well, we can start all kinds of places. Let, let's let's start this with you, but since we started talking about man to man, um, you started at ESPN. Um, or did you start at ESPN when you first started with the Big East? Right. It was yeah. It was the, the beginning of B- Big East and the beginning of ESPN. The game well, seventy nine ESPN started, and in seventy nine I left in eighty one. So seventy nine eighty, uh, at the end of each season, this was at Seton Hall. At, at Seton Hall, I would go up and do the studio with Vital and Bob Lee, while I was still coaching. I did that for two years. And of course, what, 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 I want to go back to that. Seventy nine. Yeah, but did you do it when you said you did the studio? For instance, on a weekend, if you guys didn't play a game, you would well, still go up there, or how'd you do it? Once again, you're stepping on my line. This I'm is sorry. a banquet story here, <laughs> and it's close to the truth. But as I would tell the story, if we were at some sort of a function, Scotty Connell and Chet Simmons started with Gulf Oil ESPN. And in the fall of 79, which is the first year it's open, they met and they said, you know, we would like a college basketball coach at the end of this season to come in and work the NCAA tournament. It was NCAA Productions then. Oh, and, I see. and it was not, it was NBC. It was, well, it was actually NBC and then became CBS. And so they, they met and they said, we need a college coach that we know, an active college coach, will not be in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> So that's how I was selected. <laughs> and that's Are you pretty serious. Yeah, it's serious. So oh. I did it for two years. And Dave Gavitt, who we all know and revere, uh, one night we're out, and I just said, you know, someday when you're all finished, he was doing the color analysis then. Did you know that? 
I remember that. I remember on, on the Big East game. Right. Right. So he commissioner said, and, and doing right. the color. So he said it had grown in two years to where it was something that we never expected, basically, even that, that early. Uh, and he said to me, so now my the third year of the Big East is my the beginning of my 12th season. That's it. No. We start two weeks of practice, and on about like October 28th, remember we started on the 15th yeah, of those right. days? He called, and he said, look, if you want to do announcing, you've got two days to let me know. And that's how I basically started. I took wow. a shot. I mean, I was making peanuts, you know. Priest would say a mass for me once a month in lieu of a paycheck. And uh, that was how it started. Wow. So I did nine games. Uh, not that any of us made any money in those days. You know, Roly was still... You know, having people buying pizza and you know, <laughs> I was I was getting people to buy me sandwiches. That so was eighty one. That was 81. 81, 82. 82 season. Where was Vital at that point? Dick was then full time. He had been He'd already, he had left the, the uh, Pistons, and he was the first same guy. Same year as you? Did he start the same year? As no, you? he started seventy nine eighty. He was actually okay. doing games seventy nine eighty. Their the first, first year. year of ESPN. Yeah, with, with Jim Simmons. Who, and this is a funny story, wow. too, with Jim. Jim, I got to work with, who was legendary in the business. Play by great play. voice, NBC. great look. NBC. He was in the news. He was, like, very articulate, bright, charming. Uh, he did the tennis. He and his wife traveled the world and all that. But he used to tell me when he wanted Dick to keep quiet, like, to, you know, people, you know how Dick likes to go, yeah. he would reach over and squeeze Dick's knee, which I, I used to do to our kids all the time. And he would, on the ear once while here, that's how he got up to keep quiet. <laughs> but what happened was now, like I've got the four kids, Billy's born, and you know we didn't make a whole lot of money. We made a nice living basically, right. but for I got $800 for nine games, 7,200 with four kids. Wow. And then I, ESPN gave me 23 others for 500 a game. And NBC gave me four for a couple of grand. I forget the amount. And I went with the bank for 15. They paid wow. for the country club, gave me a car. And my boss, Bill Faraday at the time, uh, when I'm talking to him, Bob Cassiola was the head of the Hall of Fame, and Nets president. He was on board then after he left football coaching at Princeton. Wow. So they had somebody in athletics. So Bill said, you know what this is? I said, yeah, it's a credit card. He said, you're going to have one with your name, and you and Joan are never to do anything without using the credit card with your name on it. So wow. year, years later. This was the head of the bank? The head of, yeah, the head of our department, but he was like the guy. Wow. And uh, anyhow. Where's our boy Joe P. fit into that? Was he working at the bank? Joe, No, Joe Joe, Joe's in New York. Oh, Joe, okay, Joe's in late. there. Okay. Uh, he's not worried about doing appearance fees at this point. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's off and running. But uh, anyhow, so we have a meeting years later. I'm long gone from the back, and Bill brings old records. The first year of me being on, on board. Now, we had the Giants, the Jets. We had the Meadowlands. We had the casinos were starting. Wow. We had the roadways, school authorities. We, we, it was big, big operation. And we were just salesmen. I couldn't balance my checking account. <laughs> but like I'm a banker, you know. So, uh, anyhow, Bill takes out this sheet and it names like Cassiola, 12 grand. Like these are guys that produced. You know, and he goes, look at this one. 26,000 I spent the first year. <laughs> <laughs> Groceries, right. you know. 
Giving Green you a space. credit card to go out to eat, eat and drink with people, that, that's dangerous. <laughs> There's no one does it better than you. <laughs> and no one's got more friends than you to, to join them for those. <laughs> hey, I, I, I could go on forever. I love, this is why you're the best for a podcast. But let, let's go back because I don't think a lot of people know this. And I really need you to be honest with me about this because n- people would really be interested in this. In high school, um, St. Michael's? St. Cecilia's. St. Cecilia's. You always had trouble with Saints. St. <laughs> Cecilia's High School. You were first team all state, New Jersey, in basketball, soccer, and baseball, correct? Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I don't think anyone's ever done that in the state of New Jersey. Just be honest with you. They haven't, have they? Oh, I don't know. Well, Lonnie Wright, who may have been the best athlete ever out of New Jersey, you know, he played uh, for the Nuggets. He played for the Broncos. Where did he go to college? Uh, Lonnie Wright. Uh, I, I want to say there. Colorado. That's why he ended really? up out there. Okay. But, uh, and a very, like, all state. So, I mean, there are guys, you know, the Haynes all brothers right. who all right, I'll were take phenomenal, you know. First team all state. But don't forget the difference Soccer, between baseball, now and, and then is the blend of the seasons is far different now. Right. You know, if you, you almost are forced to pick one yeah, sport yeah. where we it was delineated, you know, we I play but, soccer. But until. still, at that time, if you you could play all three, and a lot of people played all three. Yeah, there was oh, only one guy that was a first team all state. Well, all. the high school I went to, first of all, there were 100 boys, 300 girls, and I still had trouble <laughs> getting the date. But <laughs> the the odds weren't in my favor. I needed five to one, not three. <laughs> but... Uh, you know the 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 deal was like uh, you, you almost had to play the sports to have teams. Have to have no you know guys. what I mean to make. <laughs> but in my our hometown, Kearney, which to, even to this day is a great soccer town, yeah. we would play basketball and we would work out like on the on the pitch. They would call it the Scotch people. Like we would run all day on the soccer field, then go to a summer league game someplace. Yeah. Because it was, you know, healthy and all. Yeah. And my brother, God bless him, he's won like maybe 10 or 11 state championships as the coach of the high school. So, I didn't know like, that. it was part of the environment that you had at to play. Yeah, Franny ended up coaching at St. Cecilia's. He was his, ended up superintendent of schools. That's when he gave up the, uh, the wow. coaching, you know. But, and your sister's a nun. Right, right. right? She went, and when president? Rita graduated from college, and my mother and father, both from Ireland, sat us down in like late July and said, Rita has something to tell you. And uh, we had like fought with her, you know, the TV beyond. We'd pick her up off the couch, put her on the floor so we could sit on the couch. <laughs> and and uh, Rita, we didn't have a Bible in those. They had a prayer missile, I guess. Right. And uh, Rita said, I'm going into the convent. My brother and I start laughing. Like, <laughs> you me? So we got a missile and had her swear on it that she was telling us the truth. <laughs> really, because she was just a reg- regular gal, graduated from college, you know. And then and, became the president of the university. Yeah, she was president of, uh, yeah, she was the one with all the brains in the family. St. Elizabeth. Elizabeth College, Saint Elizabeth which college. is still there. It's yeah. up in Florham, like just near where we live, Florham yeah. Park, Madison. That's awesome, man. You, but, you, you got it. You, you you're on a you're on a great run, buddy. All right, so let me. I want to share this with everybody else too. And I, I want everybody to Google this. In your senior year of high school was what year? You're Come blowing on, my cover here. Come 59. on, fifty nine. Fifty nine. <laughs> because everybody's gonna can see this. In nineteen fifty nine, 
you were the national player of the year in basketball. National High School Basketball Player of the Year. Well, my father was on the board. Get out of there. All right, that's the best way I can get him to confirm it, but I want everybody to Google that. 58, who was the National Player of the Year? I looked Uh, at this one. Was it Wilt? No, Wilt was earlier. I think it was Wilt. I thought the year after was Was it Oscar Oscar or Jerry West? It was Oscar, baby. I don't know. There was guys like Wilt and Oscar uh, bookended you. Maybe they certainly had far better West. careers, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> not, not if you look at the long run, oh. buddy. Not if you look at the long run. I, I would take yours over, over all of them. Um, National Player of the Year. Back then, what did they do? Um, what, what was the, the ceremony for National Player of the Year? There wasn't any. You know, no? the, only, the only thing we were, on the t- we were on the Today Show for something. Dave Gar- Calloway or Gar- Galloway? Galloway, Gar- yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, who was but the, no, wasn't it? the, the host of the Today Show? Yeah. But w- what's interesting about basketball, and, and, and you know, the, the kids get so much out of it. I had never been on a plane. We never went on a vacation. I never was at a Broadway show. We never went out to dinner. Right. You know, they were, my folks were hardworking, simple people. Yeah. So I was. Ex- it really exposed me to. You know, I love Broadway shows now. I mean, you know, we never. It's because your beautiful wife Joni brought some well, culture jo- to Joni's the Joni's got the, the style. There's a, but that was much later. You know, <laughs> I had fallen on my toes a few times before that. <laughs> but uh, so I, I think basketball, uh, which you know does so so much for so many, even if you don't make it to the next level. Yeah, I mean, just provides you with a uh, a feel. A taste of life, of culture, uh, what you can do for other people. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's such a selfless, you know, when you're on a team, if you give of yourself, I'm talking to you with all your success, it, it just does so much to make you grow as an individual. Yeah, no, you bring up a great point that um, there's, there is so much more today financially and um, in terms of publicity and branding, mm-hmm. there's so much more that you can gain from a basketball career now mm-hmm. that it overshadows those experiences and those gifts that you get from the game. You don't talk about that as mm-hmm. much anymore because there's so much more you can still get, but only a few get that. Right. Everyone else is still getting that great value that you're talking about mm-hmm. when we see all the guys that play here and play just like you said college basketball now you get to travel all over the country mm-hmm. you get a great education you meet all kinds of great people if you play college basketball now even if you don't go to the nba you've got connections mm-hmm. and experiences for life right no one talks about it because of all the other things that are available also but i think you you benefited from that going to LaSalle. And then tell everybody after your playing career at LaSalle, your experience with the New York Knicks. Uh, it didn't last long. I know. I like uh, it, though. You, there's uh, great stories. Yeah, you know, the uh, the interesting thing about my se- our senior year, we went to the NIT. And Bob game. Wolf, who's a legendary broadcaster, Hall of Famer, Ford Frick Award winner, did the Larson Perfect Game, Army-Navy, the Knicks championship years and all that. He We, we were on CBS that Saturday afternoon in the first round of the NIT. So he came down on a Thursday and Friday to watch practice. And anyhow, 
I was asked to take our coach said, I want you to take him to dinner and all that stuff. So uh, when he Can left, you imagine that now. <laughs> Can you imagine asking a player to take you out to dinner? <laughs> well, you know that's that's kind of. You, well, you guys must. Well, I was a senior, you know. <laughs> Phil Booth. Like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't ask Phil Booth to take well, you know, out to dinner. But <laughs> well, in ahead. fairness, though, maybe you know, like you, you've run out to see. Maybe Duty was going to see a high school game or something. Right, right. I, I don't know the circumstances. And so after dinner, he said, "You, you know, when you finish playing or coaching or whatever you do, you should get into my business." And that stuck in my head. So the the one year I was off in '69. I went to 18 away Nick games, and I went to 41 home games. Wow. And on the road, or excuse me, on the uh, my job, I couldn't be on air. I would write him notes or tell him stuff. He had no co-host, uh, co color analyst kind right. of thing. And then, so I made all those games. And Richie Regan hires me at Seton Hall, right? I'm with Converse, so I'm in basketball clinics, visiting with coaches and all. Right. And uh, anyhow, Richie throws himself a party. I'm the new Seton Hall coach. He's the retiring basketball coach. He throws his own party. <laughs> and I have to emcee it. Guess what night it is? The night Willis Reed limps onto the floor. Oh, the only no. game Can't I miss. Oh, I miss. No. <laughs> like I'm going, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I, I took the Seton Hall job and missed this. You know? <laughs> wow. but, uh, Did you take the Seton Hall job with no coaching experience? No, I had five years at another school. But oh, we okay. had sort of run the gamut in terms of finances, which later happened at Seton Hall, too. You know, the, we, get in the, we got in the Big East. and uh, Was that Bloomfield? or Pardon? What was that other school? Fairleigh Dickinson, Fairleigh Madison. Dickinson, Madison, right, right. right. But when we and got, then you went from Fairleigh Dickinson, Madison to Converse. Yeah, for the like, even for not even a full year actually, right? right? But the, the thing about it that's similar is now Seton Hall gets in the Big East, and like we're playing people of your stature t game wise, and we could steal a game here or there. But then it got to the two a year, and like we couldn't beat you know, Harry or Sam, much less you know, John <laughs> and Jimmy, you know? So anyhow, when I left, the budget was the same as my, as Richie Regan's. And wow. PJ comes in and he ends up, unfortunately, he's got the same budget for a couple of years. And Dave Gavitt came in and met with the president and said, look, we're going to have to ask you to leave the league if you don't reinvest in the whole program. You know, they had, you know, half-natured golf team and wow. teams didn't show up for a championship like it wasn't really right tied right. down and pj paid you know mightily the first year or two and then they started gathering they did the right thing and all yeah. of a sudden pj and and rick too providence stepped up too and they both end up in the final four yeah, 87 and 89 you know that. a couple of years later but That's that was cool. all uh, that, you know part of cool. growing pains you know certain schools had a philosophy entrenched and Seton Hall was sort of playing at it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, it's a matter of keeping up with the Joneses. Tell me your, your Red Holzman story when you tr tried out with the Knicks and you had to go home and... and when I got cut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great uh, story. <laughs> well, I, I, let me, let me, well, anyhow, I had known Red for quite a while. And then your mom... Didn't your well, my, mom mother, my mother, when Red, late in life, he, he, he sent us the letters my mother used to send him. Now, she had no idea what basketball was all about. She's from Ireland, and, uh, you know, she would 
dear Mr. Holzman, I'm playing for the Nickies. She never called them the Knicks. <laughs> you know, God bless you, have a great year, and he'd write her back. Well, anyhow, I we I don't Pray know where I don't know where those letters are, but uh, anyhow, we, we 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 know Joni and I had read them in the past, probably you know moving from house to house somewhere they got lost. But the funny thing was there was no assistant coach. Red was the scout. Eddie Dunham was the head coach. So wow. I didn't realize this. You know, I'm at camp and like. Everything I did, Red's telling Eddie, what a great move. You know, Red wants me to make the team. <laughs> and uh, it ends up where I get cut at lunch and now went back and uh, got my gear. And in, in walks Gola and Richie Gurman. Tom Gola, the wow. great name in Philly, yeah. right? And they're walking by me, and I've known Tommy because of LaSalle. He said, where are you going? I said, you know, like, like a kid, I got cut. You know, like, <laughs> I, I could handle this, you know. <laughs> Meantime, there's eight teams, and, and, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Josh earlier about it being a job. There were guys I Josh was friendly Martin with. They him. ran me into picks and kicked my butt because this is the real deal. Yeah. You know, it was like Jimmy Curran was another guy at camp with me who, you know, played for the uh, – the whatever this uh, the Phillips Sixers he was he was oh, you know yeah, like yeah, Olympic yeah. era when yeah, they yeah. did that and we were buddies growing up so we signed the non-aggression pact <laughs> I said, I'll let you score you let me score it didn't work for either one of us but anyhow one, one quick note which is is uh, now I leave, I leave I was I'm leaving they said where are you going I got I got cut and I got some gear under my arm and uh, uh, Gola said oh I'm sorry to hear that Billy you know pretty commiserating type of comment and Gurren to this day denies it but Richie said geez Billy I'm sorry to hear that if you need tickets call Tommy <laughs> <laughs> which was a great way of saying it's over there was no ABA the only thing we had was the Eastern League which oh, yeah. and and like I got home get a phone I went to my high school coach's house with a six-pack of beer to like cry on his shoulder, right, basically. Right. He wasn't there. I left the six pack. <laughs> I got home to my mother, and she said, "What are you doing here?" I said, uh, "You know, I got cut." She said, "Well, that's too bad. Get yourself a job." <laughs> I yeah. was like, "But it was the way we were yeah. raised. It was like, yeah. you know, hey, I feel bad for you, but you know, yeah. you're not hanging around here, pal." <laughs> That is some great stuff, man. We're going to pause here. You're listening to Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds, back after this. When Mother Nature strikes, count on your CertainTeed roof to perform. That's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than CertainTeed. To find a CertainTeed credential contractor near you, visit CertainTeed.com. This is a shout-out to the professional tailgaters, game day grillers, and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it, or melt it, there's nothing more important than how you cook up your team's spirit while serving it with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, or Coke Life. We may not all agree on the best game day foods, but when you serve your meals with a Coke, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. ExxonMobil and Dunn Manning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. J.J. White Incorporated is the single-source, multi-trade contractor for your next construction project. Since 1920, J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. 
Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. We are back talking Villanova basketball with Jay Wright presented by Hartford Funds. And we resume our conversation now with Bill Raftery of CBS and Fox Sports. Well, I, I love that we, we we got to the history, man. We got back to the high school days with Raff and um, the, be, the beginnings of ESPN. And um, Now, let, let's get a little, little more current right now. Um, not too current, though, but um, your, your, your career – on TV, um, it started with ESPN. We talked about that earlier. But what was the what was the first big break when you knew that hey, this is this is a career for for life where I can actually do this full time. I don't have to work for the bank. Right. Like, wh- wh- when did that happen, and how did that happen? Well, I I really enjoyed the bank because it was a whole different atmosphere. I mean, we were dealing with the owners of teams and the head coaches of the football and hockey and. I mean, we, we really had an enjoy. We went to the Giant and Jet game every Sunday and had a box. Wow. So we have the governor. We ran the governor's tennis outing. So we met all the magnets of all the, the companies. The chairman, they play in this tennis outing, donated to charity, you know? Wow. So it was like an interesting kind of, and yet they didn't care if I was there or not. You know, basically because I contributed very little. <laughs> it, was, it was unimportant to show up every morning kind of like everybody has to do. Right. But, uh, anyhow, I, I do it the first couple of years. Well, the second year I signed with CBS. Of your second year after ESPN? Right. No, first year, uh, I just did ESPN right. and a couple of NBC games. Right. CBS got the NCAA tournament that year. I oh. started that year. And I was with them, which I still am. So you have done the NCAA tournament every year that CBS has had it with CBS? Correct. Well, except the first year. Because I signed that year. You wow. Right. In fact, the first year I was with them, I'm in the box at the, at New Orleans when Michael makes the jumper against Georgetown, right? That was the first year CBS had it? Yes. Yes. Wow. I'm in, the box, I'm in the box with Dick Enberg, who's like a joy, yeah. as I found out later. I didn't know him that well. It was like, there's not a whole lot of people in this box. And Dick Enberg is like distraught that... NBC had lost. Oh yeah, he it was, was his first time not doing yeah. the game. Oh, you know he, Alan Billy, had done it forever. Yep. So, when those guys did it, they were NBC. They were NBC, yeah. and they had done the Indiana State Michigan game in '79, which they really kicked off a lot of the interest yeah. worldwide or at least yeah. nationwide. But you know, the, the, this first, the second year, so I signed. I start the Nets the second year, did them for 23 years. Did CBS till now? Did ESPN until the Fox Big East new setup started? And uh, haven't looked back. But to answer your question, the first three or four years, I've said, boy, I really like this. But you know, a great coach is going to retire, you know, a Valvano or a great player. And, uh, you know, they like those glittery names, you know. Right. And I decided, you know what? I'm just going to put my head down work my butt off, mind my own business, and I just channeled in on every game being the Super Bowl, which, interestingly enough, one of the ESPN guys used to start, you want you to remember one thing, every game is the Super Bowl. I and like that's that. the way, I, I always felt, in other words, let's say it's a, a game that people would not think Villanova, Providence, or Marquette, that's a local game. 
Well, I was that local game, you know. I was yeah. playing Brooklyn Poly. It was a fairly thing as in Madison. Yeah. That was my Madison Square Garden game. Right. You know? And I tried to do that with every game that I do. Yeah, and I, and I you do. And I just never looked back and uh, you do. sort of mind it my own way. That That is, that's interesting. I I, I want to get to the, um, the, e, the, so three years in, you were doing ESPN, Second CBS, year. and the Nets. How did, how how would you at the beginning of the year sit down with everybody and figure out that schedule well, so you could Nets, do all always, those games? We always had a very friendly relationship, so they would permit me to do it. And then as the years went on, Jimmy Spinarco would sub for me or take over for me, that kind of thing. And you know, one year, I think I did 139 games. And uh, a lot of tuitions wow. in those days. <laughs> uh, because the Nets... You know, not that they ever went that far. They went to two final, you know, championship rounds right. with the Lakers in San Antonio. But, you know, they would get in. In fact, I remember the second year, Philly wins in 83, I think. Yes. Yep. Right? Yep. 84, first round, they lose to the Nets with Michael Ray Richardson. and Was Mike Chaminsky on that team? Mike G-Man was yeah. on that team. Wow. So how would you do it if... Um, Albert King, Michael Korn. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Lenny, was well, Lenny was a little, Lenny Elmore was, was a little um, later. Ray, uh, Ray Williams? Was Sugar Ray Williams on that team? Yeah, Michael Ray. Michael Ray. Michael yeah. Ray, yeah. Greatest was, kid in the world. Team. That was a good team. Loved him. He was, was Darwin Cook on that team? Who? Darwin Cook. Darwin was on that team. Yeah. Uh, how would you do it if the Nets had a playoff game? The one the NCAA, or, or was it Nets game, NCAA tournament game, CBS? They would, would let me go to the NCAA. So your priority was? CBS, CBS first, ESPN. So they usually would give me the weekend, yeah, you know, during the week. So during the week, ESPN. you do the Nets weekend, yeah. ESPN, and don't forget, and CBS. CBS. We wouldn't work every weekend in those days because I was not, you know, the top one, two, or three. Oh, I see. So you would have like six during the season, and then you'd have your eighteen. Well, eighteen's going to the finals. You might have your six or eight, the first round of the tournament. You know. Wow, man, you. You've you've earned th this position that you have as as the the preeminent color man in 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 the country and maybe maybe in the history of basketball. How how is it for you when you um, get to the to the final four um, as as you know knowing that you're the voice that's going to share it with everybody? Like what are, what are you thinking about when you get there? Uh, well, I did the radio for many years in the finals with John Thompson. That's right. So that part of like the bit well i'm sure like you the first time you got to the finals yeah. like i'm sure you had to really talk to your buddies about what i should and shouldn't do yep. with my team and time yeah and i think that's pretty much i was sort of used to most of that right but uh it, it actually is less time consuming now because you've sort of controlled it or jim nance helps you control it you know like he right. knows what we should do and shouldn't do you know but the interesting thing you know First of all, the two guys, Grant Grant Hill is like, you know, the poster boy for what a college yeah. guy should yeah. be that you know, has done well with his life and all. Uh, and Jim is super. Now, the interesting thing with Jim is the first game he ever did, I did with him. So first college basketball I game? actually looked younger than he did in 85, <laughs> 86, you know. Uh, but the funny part was... How old was he when he did his first college basketball game? I think he was 26, game. maybe? Wow. Something like Well, he had done the Utah Jazz for a number of years, too. 
Okay. And he had applied through, I forget, they weren't tapes in those days. There was something else that they, just pre-tape, you know. Yeah. But uh, How about some of the guys you worked with? Let's give me... Give it, give me a quick little thought on. Uh, Can I give you one quickie on that? Yeah, that's what I, I want. Why he still yeah. looks good? Yeah. Uh, why he still so, looks good? It, it, technically, it was the second game. Arkansas was the first. We're in Miami with Arizona with Steve Kerr and Elliott. Yeah, right. Sean good, Elliott, really good team. Sean Brooks. Elliott. Yeah, that whole crowd. Yeah, that's so, a good team. And I say, hey, Jim, you want to go out tonight? And I brought Joni with me because I'm on the arm at CBS for like three days in a row. <laughs> Miami. <laughs> Send it in on Pittsburgh. <laughs> so, anyhow, he said, so he and his wife said, "Sure, we'll go out with you." Well, we got in about two thirty-three in the morning. <laughs> That's the last time Jim went out with me. I <laughs> first game <laughs> and last time he ever went out. There is one add-on: the first studio he ever did. I happened to do with him when he was doing studio first before he finally did. You know, before the changeovers and all. And uh, so we're doing the late Friday night. So it's the West Coast game. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning, whatever, back here. And I said, you feel like eating? He says, you can't. There's nothing open now. I said, nah, we'll find a place. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we end up going to Runyon's, oh, which was then a famous haunt for anybody that coached, oh, played, yeah. right. uh, writers. You know, it was just like a nice melting pot. <laughs> and we have dinner and all. But we get, now we get, we've got to be back at like 9, 30, 10 in the morning. And we get back to the hotel, and we're on the same floor. And we see the guy putting the New York Times down at our door. <laughs> Quarter to five in the morning. Oh, my God. So he looks good because he has not gone out with me since. <laughs> and you guys, you guys have done a lot of great games together, man. I got another great one you work with who I love, Vern Lundquist. Oh, my God. Give me a... Give me a Give me the a best. thought about Vern Lundquist, or good Vern Lundquist story. I just story. spoke to him the other night. He, he just received or will receive the Lapchick Award in New York, which, as you know, being from working up in the New York area, Joe is revered and just incredible uh, with young coaches yeah. and all that. Yep. And uh, just legendary kind of a guy. But, th but there's so many good Vern stories. Um, you know, the one he loves to tell is uh, we're doing the same thing. We're in the Brunions very uh, <laughs> And I'm in Jersey, and I've got to drive. In those days, you you weren't as concerned as everybody is and should be. <laughs> and uh, anyhow, he said, should we have one more? I said, sure, why not? <laughs> I said, but l let me call Joan and tell her. Uh, you know, so th they give me the house phone. I say, hey, Joan, how you doing? I said, I'll be a little late tonight. <laughs> this is about quarter to three in the morning. <laughs> I'll be he loves telling that. <laughs> And poor Jody's, uh, oh, poor Jody's got that call so many times. Well, we, we did, uh, it was, I believe it was, Leslie Visser disagrees, but I think it was Kentucky Marquette Regional Final. Marquette, Al McGuire? No, no, Marquette is Tom Crean. Oh, okay. And they win and they're going to go. Right. So it's late in the game, game's sort of over. Bogans had hurt his ankle, who was there. Keith Bogans was a good player. Yeah, I remember him. And anyhow, uh, we had... The night before, we were waiting for Crean and Joan at this little Capitol Grill in, I think, Minneapolis, as a matter of fact. Uh -huh. So, anyhow, we're having a cocktail. We had dinner with the whole crowd, Leslie, the producer's director and all that. And I said, hey, Vern, Tom's going to meet us after, you know, stay. He said, you just want another drink. I said, yeah, <laughs> that's not like me at all. I'm very professional. <laughs> so, we, we end up, wait, we have one. He said, I'm going to go. I got, you know, we got a game tomorrow. I said, ah, one more. He told me he's coming. In walks Tom. 
Funny how we sit around and Tom then tells them all the motivational tools he used with his team all year. What general came in, what like uh, he had hats for every uh, championship, hockey, NFL, you know, the whole major wow. baseball, uh, various motivational speakers, you, you name it. He's done all yeah. the baseball bat, Louisville slugger with all the kids name on it. It's just like all these eight or 10 things. So now late in the game, you know, as you know, the game is, is out. Right. So he's using all these stories. So now we come back from commercial, and he does his routine, you know, about, yeah, that, that, <laughs> Now, he said, so I said, you know what, Vern, it's amazing how much you can learn when you stay out at night. <laughs> to that, he said, well, if that's the case, I must be working with Aristotle. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 he was very clever. And the one amazing thing about all of the play-by-play -play people, to me, they're the real pros because they're well-read, yeah. they're, they're, they know how to write. Yeah. It, they're just, you know, just not a pretty face. Yeah. And, and Vern's uh, coterie of followers, uh, you know, he does cruises. And on those cruises, he meets everybody that, and very few of them have anything to do with sports. Wow. And when we would do games, these fellas, would, I, we were in Charlotte once, and I've got a sheriff from St. Louis, I've got a... Uh, Music teacher from University of Michigan, Ebo. He taught one instrument, like this guy is that. Bump, bump, it's like amazing. Burn. And he'll be on. He'll get a phone call. Somebody's on a cruise in the West Indies or <laughs> Australia. <laughs> I saw your game. Yes, that is like. So he's he was man. always interesting in, in yeah. so many other ways. And he ends. You know, he's been on the board of the symphony in uh, Steamboat. You know, wow. wherever. So they were they were an amazing group. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, yeah, the play by play guy. Well, I think every one of them that's worked with you is telling the same thing and has far more stories, rap stories than you would ever have of a play by play guy. And I really appreciate you spending the time with us. I, I know everyone's going to love this. There's, there's nothing like sitting down with rap. The only thing is if they could join you for a glass of wine, they'd like it a little bit better. We'll do it later. Thank we'll you, buddy. Thanks. Always a pleasure, Jay. <laughs> Congratulations on all that you've accomplished here. And, so many great kids you've coached. Thank uh, you, Brady. Great to get to know them. You've been listening to Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. KeyBank makes it easy to manage your money anytime, anywhere. Download the KeyBank mobile app and then use your phone to deposit checks on the go, transfer money, even pay bills automatically. Learn how you can make even more financial progress when you use the red key. Only at KeyBank. Visit key.com or your local branch, member FDIC. NovaCare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose NovaCare. So can you. You've been listening to Talking Villanova Basketball presented by Hartford Funds. Now coming to you throughout the season and beyond. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds, our benchmark is the investor. And by Granite Run Buick GMC. Visit us online at graniterun.com.